Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, to another Romeo Carey podcast. This is episode 26, and without too much fanfare, I just want to say the guest that we recorded some five, six years ago is a really interesting character. He's none other than Jordan Maxwell, and Jordan continues as a preeminent researcher and independent scholar in the field of the occult religious philosophy. So his his big gig is the field of the occult and religious philosophy. His uh, interest in these subjects, I mean, they began way back in 1959, so he's been at it for a while. He served for three and a half years as the religious editor of the Sikh Truther. That was a magazine, actually one of America's oldest free thought journals, established in 1873. His work, exploring the hidden foundations of Western religions and secret societies, I mean, it really creates a, a response from audiences around the world. He has conducted dozens of intense seminars, hosted his own local talk shows, guested on more than 600 radio and written produced and appeared in numerous television shows and documentaries, including the three-part special for CBS Television Network, as well as an internationally acclaimed five-part ancient mystery series, all devoted to understanding ancient religions and their pervasive influence on the world affairs today. Jordan Maxwell's work on the subject of secret societies, both ancient and modern, and their symbols, has fascinated audiences around the world for decades. So I want to uh, just preface it with, he was brought in by a friend of mine, and we had him in studio for hours. You're going to get a small fragment of Jordan Maxwell, and I'll be putting additional segments. This is part one of probably five that I'll be adding uh, in the near future. So without further ado, I bring you the this is America's premiere. This is the preeminent researcher and independent scholar in the field of the occult slash religious philosophy. And without further ado, I bring you Jordan Maxwell. Take it away. Thing that's of any importance has been hidden. The guys at the top know stuff you don't know. I made it my business to find out. And the one thing that has, that has absolutely astounded me is how much we don't know about the world we live in. So I would say to young people watching, you better wake up and get a life and start figuring out who owns you. What is all this crap about people owning your body on the New York Stock Exchange? Uh, 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 Michael, uh, how, how, did the, how did the lawyer say it in, in Godfather? You're taking this personal. This is just business, honey. Come on. <laughs> business. You know, you were going to get ripped off anyway. So since you were going to get ripped off anyway because you're so stupid, you're going to get, and there, there's a law. There's an actual Roman maxim in law. The Roman maxims in law are interesting. There's a book called Roman Maxims of Law. Interesting little quotes from the Roman law. And one of them says, for he who would be deceived, let him. That's in Roman law, saying that if you're so 
profoundly stupid that you're going to buy into something and you and you want to be deceived, then go ahead, be deceived. Don't come to me. Don't come to me and cry about how you got took because you were stupid. I don't care. So let he who would be deceived, let him be. So that's what the government is saying. That's why they, you know, that's why you wear dog tag if you're in the military. Because all you are is a dog. I'm saying you need to wake up. You need to smell the roses and find out how this country and how this world works. Because it don't work the way you think it does. <clears throat> Helena Blavatsky was an incredibly brilliant lady. It does not mean that I was married to her and that I loved her. It just means I'm educated enough to know of the works of Helena Blavatsky and Alice Bailey and, uh, and all the other writers in, the, in that era of time. She was an extraordinary lady who traveled the world. She studied all the occult sciences. Occult simply means hidden. She studied all the occult sciences of India and Africa and religions, and she wrote extensively about her about uh, religion and theology. And she, uh, uh, one of her works was called uh, Isis Unveil. <clears throat> there were two books, Isis Unveil, one's on politics, one's on religion. The one on religion is a mind trip. All the stuff about religion that you've never heard, uh, you know, and the symbols and religions of different churches and all that kind of stuff. So I think she was an extraordinarily brilliant lady, very, very brave. She used to travel by herself when men into China and areas that were, where men were afraid to go. She smoked cigars and would go on a train by herself. <clears throat> and uh, so I just, I, I admire the lady because she was a very brilliant writer, very open-minded, intelligent. She was human like everybody else, makes mistakes. But what an inco uh, incredible lady. What an intelligent person. Uh, I, I'm fascinated with religions, with the occult, with all the things which are hidden from us. I'm fascinated with how much we don't know. And I am not quick to judge anybody. I'm smart enough to know you don't know everything. Just because somebody's telling you something you've never heard, the word is cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance means that you are so incredibly brilliant, so in, incredibly bright and smart, that if you hear something from me that you've never heard before, obviously it must be bold. Because you're so bright, you would have heard everything in the whole world. No. You don't know everything. And so when you hear something that, that, that you don't, that sounds stupid to you, or it sounds crazy, you better back up and show respect for other people's views because they might be telling you something that's true. <clears throat> oh, God. I got to find this. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that something? That is an incredible picture. <clears throat> First of all, <clears throat> in the Hebrew uh, religion, the, at the end of the services in the synagogue, the the um, the rabbis will bless the congregation. It's called the benediction symbol to bless the congregation. You know, uh, Doctor uh, Mr. Spock on uh, on Star Trek does that also. The Hebrew that's a Jewish symbol. It's a blessing. Now, of course, the Catholic is the blessing of the, the making of the sign of the cross. But the Hebrew is the is the as a blessing, it's called the benediction symbol. <clears throat> that comes from the goat. It's the hoof of a goat. 
because it goes back to the Jews when they were worshiping Ares, the lamb, the ram. <clears throat> That's right, and blowing the ram's horn, the shofar. Ares, the goat, the ram. And this is an incredible picture. I mean, I got to find this because it, it's, it's first of all showing that he is, he is taking care of the sheep. That's us. <clears throat> and but but for sure he's showing the uh, the 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 lamb's hoof. Uh, even if there wasn't anything intentional, it's still a sensational picture. Very very strange. But that whole family over there really strange. I mean, I, I'm just amazed at people who fall all over themselves over royalty. That's the one thing I cannot understand, why people do that. Why would you fall all over yourself and become absolutely infatuated with, uh, with people who wouldn't, they wouldn't spit on you? They ride by in their lim uh, limos and flip their cigarettes out on you. They would have nothing to do with you. We got it. That's right. Either you take care of yourself or other people. And, you know, most people say, oh, well, we'll let the government handle that. Yeah, well, okay. That's what Hitler did. He handled everything for you. <laughs> Always question authorities. Because the word authority comes from the word author. Oh, really? Well, you know, the authorities said this. What authorities? Well, it comes from the author, the word author, meaning whoever wrote. The, the law books, they are the authorities. And you say, wait a minute, who wrote the law books? Well, it goes back to England. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I'm an American. Why should I be ruled by England? Because you're a subject. You are a subject of the queen in America. I would say there is none. That's the biggest problem. The lack of education. That's the biggest problem in education. There is none. Period. There ain't none. Like George Carlin says, be happy with what you got. It's not going to get any better. Remember? Did you ever hear him? Sensational. Yeah, just be happy with what you got. And they just keep dropping down the score so that you can get out of school, keep dropping it down the score so that one day, like you said, one day you can get into MIT. You got a pencil? Yeah, come on in. <clears throat> you don't have to have a brain. The, 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 the lack of education, that's why it's just absolutely amazing. They keep talking about we need a $50 billion for the school system and we need hundreds of millions for the school. Look what the schools are turning out. By their fruits, you shall know them. Look at the fruit that's coming out of the Los Angeles school system. Look at the kids. Talk to them. Talk to the kids that go to a Los Angeles Unified School District. Talk to them. They don't even know they're alive. All they know is Big Top Pee Wee, a Hulkamania, and drugs, and, and, and partying, and drive-by shootings at night, and, uh, and it's incredible. That is the output of the Los Angeles school system purposely. Understand this. When the government of the United States or the government of California state government or, or any governmental facility, the city of Los Angeles, when government pays... Uh, contracted to do something, you have to do exactly what you contracted to do. And you turn out the product exactly what they told you to do. Because you've got a contract with government, and you don't mess with that, okay? So if the, the contract that the state of California has with the, uh, the, the educational system in Los Angeles is turning out 
kids that can't even read. They don't even know how to find their way out of a paper bag. That's because they're supposed to be turned out like that. Wants you to be stupid. That's why they will give you plenty of sex, and drugs, alcohol, entertainment, blow up cars, do all kinds of crazy stuff, drive-by shootings. <clears throat> Just go out and have a ball. Don't let me catch you thinking too much. <laughs> Let me catch you thinking too much and asking questions. Yeah, so just go watch your silly-ass basketball. Go watch those, those silly ball games. Yeah, ball games, football, kickerball, soccerball, basketball, tennis ball, uh, ping-pong ball, golf ball. Go play ball. Get out of here. That's what, you know, when I was a kid, that's what my dad used to say when they had company coming over. Go play ball, kid. I said, I don't want to go play ball. I want to know what you guys are talking about. You, yeah, go play ball. And so that's what we get today. You know, if, you, if you're starting to think for yourself, you're not playing ball. You're not a team player. I don't want to be a team player. I don't want anybody owning me. I don't want anybody telling me what I can think. I'm not a team player. I want to know who you are. I want to know what, you know, what, what gives you the right to tell me what I can and can't do. God gave me my life. You didn't give me my life. You need to wake up and find out the government is not your friend. Government simply is armed power over you. And so the idea that Americans were free, like Dick Gregory says, you're not, we talk about America being land of the free and home of the brave. You ain't free or brave. If you were brave, you'd, do something, you'd done something about the Federal Reserve a long time ago. And you're not free. You, don't, you think you're free? I love what Dick Gregory says. You think you're free? Yeah, go out in the street and try it. No, no, serious. Go out in the street and do something and tell, tell the cops that you're free. Try it. Precisely. It's, it's very simple. People will enslave the... Look at in India, the way you break it out, uh, the way they do with elephants in India is you would tie a chain around the back leg of an elephant and chain it to a tree and, and leave him there for a couple weeks. He can only go so far. And so now you can go and take the chain off, and he will only go so far, because that's as far as he can go. He knows it. And never thought in his mind, why don't you, you know, take off? No, they won't go, because they know how far they can go, because the chain stops them. And so that's the way we humans are. We're told that you have to be in compliance. You have to crawl on your knees over here to the judge, all that stuff. And then you find out judges are wearing black robes because it represents the planet Saturn. Then you find out the whole court, you know, you play basketball on a court. You play tennis on a court. How do you play tennis on a court? Play with a racket. Come on. I've seen things in government and in education, and I've seen stuff over the past 70 years that will blow your mind. So all I would say to young people listening to me, you better wake up and get a life and understand that the powers that are over you own you. They view you as nothing more than cannon fodder. Did you see what, what Henry Kissinger in his book, Kiss the Boys Goodbye? Get the book. It's out in the market. Go get the book. Henry Kissinger wrote a book called Kiss the Boys Goodbye. And what he said in there is that United States military people are just a bunch of dogs. That's all they are. That's why they wear a dog tag, because they're a bunch of dogs. So who the hell cares? Nobody cares that they get killed. They're just a bunch of animals anyway. And George Bush's mother, that incredibly ugly old lady, uh, George Bush's mother, she's scary. She's so damn ugly. She said uh, on, on national television, 
when they were talking about how many people were being, how many guys were being killed in the in the Middle East, Americans were dying. It's a it's a very famous quote. She was on television one morning, and said, "Why should I waste my mind, my beautiful mind, on people dying? The hell, I, I, what the hell do I care? Let them die." That's the president's mother who is saying to America, "We don't uh, we don't care about you." You are just nothing more. That's why they call you a GI. A GI is a government issue. When you go in the military, they issue your pants, your shoes, your car, your underwear, your food. They, are, they, they issue everything for you. So the government is issuing all the stuff for you. And so, therefore, it's called a government issue. Well, that's what you are. You are a GI, a government issue. Therefore, you're just like an oil can or a tire or a car or anything else the government issues. But when the war is over, the United States Corporation does not go into South Vietnam or whatever after the war is over and pick up all the old cans of oil cans and, and they burn tires and all the Jeeps and all the trash and the junk after the war. Does the government go in and go collect all that stuff up and clean up the place after they get through the war? No. Why? Because all the trash and garbage and, and trucks and tanks that are blown up, that's all a government issue. It's all junk. So as the war is over, the war is over. It's a government issue. That's why when you are a military guy in the military and after the war is over, they'll leave you over there. You're in a concentration camp in Cambodia, they'll leave him. He's just a GI, a government issue. It's like an oil can. Who the hell cares? They got 25 oil cans over there. Who cares? Let them die. Wake up. This world is not what you think it is. I've been around for 71 years. In the last 53 years, I have spent my life in the world of the occult. The word occult is a Latin word meaning hidden. Everything.